<laughs> by the way, Game of Games powered by Call Jacob. Winning matters. That's why after an accident, you go to calljacob.com or call 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Okay, so uh, guys, we casted every show on the station, mm-hmm. including yours. All right, so is Lindsay working today? Lindsay Baseball yes. working for sure. She's uh, working. working from home too. Working from home. Is she, but is she with us or no? Not currently. I, I okay. don't know if she's with us at the she's moment. Okay. With us. So, uh, Sonata, we'll start with you. Mm-hmm. I um, I don't know if you know who this is, but the person I picked for you, I originally thought Andy Garcia, but he's too old. Too old, yeah. Too old, yeah. So, the person I picked for you is a tip of the hat to your Cuban heritage, a good-looking dude. I think you'll approve. Do you know who Eddie Cibrian is? No, what would Go- I know him Google from? that. He's been in a lot of different things. He's a good-looking dude. He um, he is probably most famous for being married to Leanne Rimes, but mm-hmm. he's been a- Oh, I know who that guy is. He's yeah. been a pretty successful actor yeah, all along good. the way. So that's who I had for Eddie Cibrian. Yeah, uh, Berg- I like that. That's Bergman, who did you pick for Sedano? Sedano, I took Oscar Isaac. Oh, that's oh, good. Oscar Very Isaac good. is a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mace, how about you for Sonano? Okay, I don't know if you'll like this or not. He's on in every hotel room. Mario Lopez. Oh, yeah. No. Slick. No, oh, yeah. Okay. Slick, good I, I, looking. I think that's the worst of the three. Oh, screw you. I think <laughs> okay. that's a good one. So what do you think, George, Cappy? Not because, I laughed no, so mostly hard. Because, mostly because I don't feel like I ha- resemble anything like Mario Lopez. Not that I resemble the other guys, but I resemble the other guys more than Mario Lopez. All right, so Cap, what do you even have the same hair? Yeah, Cappy, what do you think of those three choices? If you had to go with one of those three, would you go with one of those or go different? I loved the Mario Lopez. As soon as I saw it, I was hysterical laughing. That's because the only Hispanic person you know that's famous. (laughs) The second Hispanic person I know who's famous. Many, many pictures and casting stuff, and I thought that was the yeah. Oscar Isaac, um, a little bit. Um, Cibrian is way better looking than me, but I'll take it. but I just don't, and Mario Lopez is, is a hunk, too. There's no question. But I just don't think we resemble each other in the least. Okay, yeah. so uh, if you had Isaac. to pick one of the three, you'd probably go Cibrian? I mean, I'd prefer Cibrian, yeah. sure, but Oscar Isaac okay. would be great, too. So, uh, What's he been in, by the way, Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac? Oh, Almost yeah, everything lately. Yeah, yeah he's, he's having a really serious? good run. Mace, yeah, I'm who's, serious. Who, Mace, who's the guy that just hosted SNL. He's in that movie about the un- unbearable weight of talent with oh, Nicholas Cage. Pedro K- Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Is he, is he young enough to play Sonata? Yeah, I think he's probably right on. Yeah, that's, He's a little yeah. goofier. He's good looking, but he's goofier. Yeah. Cappy, so, you really don't know who um, who Oscar Isaac is? He was no, like tell me something the, that he was in. He's in all the Star Wars movies. Like he's yeah, in well, like, You know yeah, I don't he, watch any of those. He hosted SNL. He's he, you, you you would know him, Cap, if you saw him. I mean, him. I'm looking right. at his picture, and I don't know who the guy is. You don't okay. know who that is. All right, so know. let's do let's do Cap. Greg, who did you pick for Cap? Ben Stiller. Okay. That's good. Not terrible. Not terrible. Funny guy. Um, yeah, I think uh, Mace, who'd you pick for I Cap? I was looking for Goofy and maybe a little... I, I went with Seth Rogen. <laughs> okay. Cap, I think, I think I've got it. And George, I'm curious what you think of this. I think Owen Wilson for Cap. What, yeah, so, Owen Wilson's that bad. Yeah. Uh, Sonata, what do you think of those three choices? Wow. So, Owen Wilson, who did May say? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, who did Bergman say? Ben Stiller. Uh, ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. They all work together. Boy, they. by the way, this is a compliment. It's not good looking. It's funny. Everybody went funny. Yeah. It's got to be, um, be goofy. Wow. Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson. What a fortunate moment we find ourselves in. I can totally hear Owen Wilson saying that. I would see Owen. (laughs) Owen Wilson is probably the closest to to Cappy. Yeah. All right. Good call. Okay. Wait a second. I want to say that I like the Ben Stiller, who, by the way, is part of Bergie's casting, standing right next to Oscar Isaac. Yeah. So, did you cast Ben? You casted Ben Stiller twice. No. I did oh. Ben Stiller for Cappy and okay. Oscar Isaac for Sonata. somebody else. Did Ben Stiller? Oh, Mace, you did Ben Stiller for your. Oh I no, did. you okay. Um, all right, so since um, Lindsay's not here yet, let's do Laura. Is Laura back there? Laura was here. She just walked away. There she is. There's okay. Laura. All right, so let's do Laura. Um, Greg, who did you pick to play Laura in the ESPN LA movie? So this is the same thing that uh, Amanda helped me out with a lot of these. Gina Rodriguez. Oh, I like that. Gina Rodriguez yeah. is good. Okay, yeah. Jane uh, the Virgin, not dead yet. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, uh, Mace, who'd you pick to play Laura? I went with Michelle Rodriguez from the Fast and the from Furious. Fast and movies. the Furious. Okay, Laura, I went with America Ferrera. 
I, I like thought would a be lot. a good one for you. So what do you think of those three choices? I love them because one is feminist. The other one, I love Gina. She's cool. And the other one's like a badass. Yeah. So you'd be okay with any of the three? Yeah. Any what do you, uh, Sedona, what do you think of those choices for Laura? I like um, two Rodriguez's and yeah, America like for America or Gina. Either one of those would be fine. Cappy, yeah. what do you think for Laura? I thought uh, somebody was going to say Rosie Perez. Rose Not Perez. bad. A little yeah. old. That's decent for Laura. I was Laura. just going to say, she could be Laura's mom. I know, but she's got a sound like Laura. You know, she's got a good no, sound. No, she does not. No, I, I, don't, I don't see that. No, not really. No, not really. Yes, really. No, really. really. Okay. No. Really. So I can hear Rosie Perez saying, your girl just washed the hair. Like, it would be great. Um, all right. So let's, <laughs> we Laura, should, Greg, we still don't have Lindsay, right? She, she just asked if she could, she could Okay. I told okay. Her so what we can, we can do it without her. Um, Greg, who'd you pick for Lindsay? For Lindsay, I took Rose Byrne. By the way, I, you know what I've noticed is a trend here for Cap? If you were, like, famous in the 90s, he's going to pick you. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, that's true. That's funny. Well, wait, what did I pick? I Mario Lopez and um, Rosie Perez all of yeah, a sudden. Yeah, but I liked Mario Lopez for you. As soon as I saw it, I thought it was hilarious. I didn't think Seth Rogen was great for me in that casting, Mace. Mm. Okay, so... And Adam Sandler for yourself, Yeah, Adam Sandler for me, I really like. If he has silver uh, hair, that matches my personality. Okay, so uh, Greg Rose Byrne for Lindsay, I think is too old, but I too love I mean, Rose Byrne. I think great. look up her age. I think she's probably forty. Forty, but um, uh, I mean, but I love Rose Byrne. I think, Mace, who'd I think you who'd you pick great. for Lindsay? I casted the singer and the actress Haley Steinfeld. Do you know who that is? I thought about her. For oh, yeah, Lindsay. right. Rose Byrne's forty three. Yeah, I thought. Okay, so this is what I landed on for Lindsay. Aubrey Plaza. It's very good. What do you? Oh no, that's it. You don't need to go anymore. That's it. That's, that's the one it right there. What do you yes. think, Cap? What's she in? Oh God! Oh uh, Jesus! As Laura would say, "Oh hell!" You guys have been saying hell. Oh, the most recent thing. Parks and Rec. She was in Parks and Rec, man. Yeah. Right. We get it. She oh, was I in White Lotus. She's Did in you watch White Lotus? Yeah, White oh, Lotus. I like her. Oh, oh I wait, really, there's really Lindsay. Like her. Okay, so Lindsay, what do you think of those? Did you hear the three choices for you? Yeah, I have no idea who those first two people are. You didn't Rose know? Rose Byrne? Did you ever see Rose Byrne? Uh, you would, you would know Rose Byrne yeah, if you Rose saw Burns, her. Yeah. How do you not she, know this? Come on. How do you not know this? She's in everything. And then Mace. Amy Steinfeld's a big singer. Did you see um, Did you see any of the Pitch Perfect movies, Lindsay? No. Okay. Uh. Um, but Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> if there was a documentary about her, she would know exactly Oh, yeah. We know is. exactly who she is. Yeah. Yeah, who right. picked Aubrey Plaza? I did. For Lindsay. She's great. I yeah, love I her. I love Aubrey Plaza. I love Aubrey Plaza. I just didn't know who she was. Okay. So each one of us think we nailed Amanda. We we got it. The, the, who the, nailed? What? No. Shut no, up. Oh, shut up. Oh, God. Um, Grow up. All right. So, Greg, who did you pick for Amanda? January Jones. Mace, you went with? Emma Stone. And I went with Brie Larson. Uh, mm. Laura, which one of those three is the best for Amanda? I, I honestly, I was between you two, but Mason, I think you took it. Emma just because of what you tweeted. Oh, yeah. 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 That's took, got me. So, Donna, what do you think? Emma, Emma, Emma Stone, January yeah. Jones, or Brie Larson for Amanda? Brie Larson. Yeah, yeah. Brie Larson's really good. Um, all right, so let me, let's see what you guys think of how we casted Travis and Slate. I like January Jones, by the way. Yeah, that, they, all, any of those would be good. Yeah, I just like her name. All right, so for, for <laughs> Travis, uh, Greg, who'd you go with for Travis? For Travis, uh, Vince Vaughn. He went Vince Vaughn. I went Jason Siegel. Cappy, do you even know who that is? Not Jason no. Siegel, no, who is it? Right, and then Mace went Larry strong. the Cable Guy. What do you think of Larry the Cable Guy for I'm Travis? I'm telling you, there's a striking resemblance. No, I love Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, no, great. I'm serious. It's it, Larry the Cable Guy is very funny. Travis is very funny. Um, I like Vince Vaughn, though. That's kind of funny also. Vince Vaughn has kind of become like, I like the, Vince Vaughn better. the dorky daddy kind of guy. That's exactly yeah, you know? it. Okay, uh, for Slee, I went Cal Penn. Do you guys know who Cal Penn is? I don't know Cal Harold Penn. Harold and Kumar. What? You don't know who Cal Penn is? Come on. I mean, that's really? like the first Come person out of 20. Dude. You don't know any My of these God. people. Okay. Cal Penn. Uh, who'd I mean, you go? Uh, Bergman, who'd you go for Slee? Cappy, Kumail, you wouldn't Johnny? even know. If, if uh, we weren't in this room, you wouldn't even know who Steve Mason is. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I, mean, I would uh, think that he was, uh, he was uh, silver, uh, silver whatever he said he was. Yeah. Um, he's he, he's I, silver. Uh, Adam Sandler. For Slee, well, I went... Uh, Rami Youssef, if you guys know who that is. Oh yeah. So we yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. we Slee all really went like we all went Middle Eastern basically yeah. for uh, well, tip Slee. to Slee's heritage. Um, okay, for Taylor, I went John Krasinski. Greg, what'd you do? Miles Teller. And I went Nicholas Braun, cousin Greg. I like yours. I like Nicholas. No, I Braun. like Krasinski. Yeah, he looks like Taylor. Um, okay, so here's for Mason in Ireland. Uh, Mason, who'd you who'd you do for me? For you, I did again. We're so. 
these are, you know, it's like casting room, right? So you might. Oh have wait, to we look did forget up. Emily. Hold on, we did. Oh, we Emily. Emily. I went. I went. Uh, I went. Amy Schumer. I love that for Emily. Uh, I like Amy Schumer. Uh, Greg, who'd you go for Emily? Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler and, and I went Ellie, pretty good too. Ellie Kemper is who I went with. Emily Kemper. No, Ellie Kemper. I like honestly, I like Amy Schumer. Yeah, I like Schumer. Yeah. I think Emily liked, liked Emily liked all three actually. Yeah. She was okay Amy, with any Amy of them. Amy Poehler, it, at least the characters she plays are a little too meek to be Emily. Right. Um, so that's why I like Schumer better. Yeah. Um, okay, Mace, who'd you pick for me? Alexander Skarsgård, who plays Lucas Matson on, uh, he's yeah. the guy that's taken would, over the company. Would, in, yeah, would uh, snap succession. it up in a second. Bergman, who do you pick for me? Bill Hader. Bill Hader, I, I love like that. Very I good. Love I that. took Hader. I yes. took. That's a good one. I took Will Arnett, basically because we have the same forehead. And, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> by the way, all three of them have your forehead. Yeah, uh, but Will Arnett looks like me. He's brown hair, brown eyes, and he's kind of nerdy like me. So, what do you think, Sonano, for me? Uh, I like um, I like Bill Hader for yep. you. Bill Hader, that's the winner. That's the winner. Uh, uh, by the way, that's a right. show for you. Barry's a great. And show. yeah, but I, I would jump at Bill Hader. That's great. All right, for Mace, uh, I went John Slattery, Roger Sterling for Mad Men. Okay, um, Greg, who'd you go for Mace? Bradley Whitford. Oh, uh, West Josh Lyman from the West Wing. And I'm the one that says Adam Sandler with silver hair. I just identify with Adam Sandler. So, no, Cappy, Bradley, what do you... Bradley Whitford is Mace for He's sure. Mace. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the Adam Sandler thing works at all. No, I it do totally like, works. You I guys are Jorge wrong. I think Jorge had the When the I make the movie, Stiller. you guys are going to be much chagrined. I don't know. I thought <laughs> Silver Stiller was pretty funny. I thought Ben Stiller with gray hair was hilarious. Yeah. All right. For, uh, for Jorge, I went Jay Hernandez. Do you guys know who that is? He's the new Magnum P.I.? Oh, oh of course. yeah, yes, he of was course. in Friday I mean, Night Lights. Craig, who'd you do for Jorge? Michael Pena. Michael Pena's a uh, good, good actor. Pena. Mace. Diego Luna. All right, so we which all was oh, Jorge's Laura, choice. which one of those is the best for Jorge? Y'all gave him too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, the, the spirit of the bit was the spirit of the bit was cast somebody who the person we're casting Pena. would appreciate. Pena. You know, like would would not just go except for Larry the Cable I, guy. I, I, <laughs> I think that the cable guy's good, man. Yeah, no, I thought he's really good, good too. You know who uh, Belding would have been good for Travis? But that's oh, yeah. uh, Mr. Belding, Dennis Haskins, who's actually yeah. a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, listen, I would go with Michael Pena Makeup. too for Jorge, but you know what? I'm gonna give Jorge some love and show him some Diego Luna. How about that? There, there he, that's what he liked. Yeah, he liked yeah. that one the best. Right, and yeah, then for I knew Berg, he'd like that one. For Bergwin, I went Richard Madden, and I went Kit Harrington, John Snow, and Greg. You went. I went really high and went to Bradley Cooper. Uh, <laughs> he wants Bradley Cooper. Uh, I think no. Google, hey, Sonano, Google Richard Madden, and I think he looks almost exactly like Greg. Now, he's not as tall as Greg. He was Rob Stark on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he. Uh, t- oh, yeah. It's definitely Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he looks just like. Bergman. I went yeah. Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> Taylor's pretty pretty good. Chris Taylor's not an actor. Not yeah. yeah. Um, yeah no, maybe he Richard wants to Madden, get into acting. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You know who's feeling very left out? He texted me. Who's that? Who? Chris Morales. Well, let's Aww. let's let's kick it around. Okay, right? so, so I tw- I tweeted out who I think it is. I think it's Eugenio Debez, who's a great great actor. I, I, he's Mexican or he's Venezuelan. I'm not sure which. Eugenio Debez? Yeah, he's Mexican. He's Mexican. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's who I chose. He's amazing. Yeah, he's so funny. He's too old, but John Goodman would be a perfect Morales. John Goodman is really old. Yeah, it's like 75 years old. I don't think he's that old. Yeah, but I'll look it up. What do you think for Morales, Sedano? Um, what's the guy from, uh, the, uh, from the, the, what's the movie with, uh, Bradley Cooper where it's the, the, the Mike Tyson, what's the name of that movie? The Hangover. Hangover. Yeah. What's the, what's the, what's the the brother-in-law's name? Oh, Oh, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, home run, George. Galifianakis. There it is. Yeah. That's who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis. Oh, Amanda has a good one. Jack Black. Jack Black. Jack Black would be good. Yeah. Oh, you know what would be a good one for, for Morales too? A third one? Okay. So Galifianakis is a one seed, I think. Jack Black's Jack good. Black's okay. I think Nick Offerman. Oh, yeah. Nick Offerman, Nick Offerman would be, be great. He's, Especially if you watch Pam and Tommy, the character that Nick Offerman plays in Pam and Tommy yeah. is, is Morales. You know what we'd have to do to audition them? They would have to say, Bam! Yeah. It's a or, final! Or, you're gutless! <laughs> you're yeah. gutless! Right. Um, Did I you wear out Alice gutless, Seals? by the way? I tried my best. I did. I tried my best to wear out Gutless, and everybody's using it now, by the way. I mean, it's just everywhere, all over the circle of trust. Everybody's calling everybody Gutless. So. I'm sorry, Lynch, we interrupted you. What, what were you going to say? 
Oh, I was just going to say, I want to know how Morales feels about John picking a 70-year-old man to cast him. It is. John Goodman is. <laughs> John Goodman is 70? Yeah. Yeah, wow. he's actually 70, 71. Uh, I, was actually yeah, going little... with, uh, I was going with Jonathan Goldsmith for Morales. Who the hell is know. Jonathan Goldsmith? You know, what? Kevin Smith, who somebody who mentioned Goldsmith earlier, could play Morales. They kind of got the same kind of thing going on. Jonathan Goldsmith? You guys don't know who that He's is? He's old also. He's 84 years old. Who? Jonathan Goldsmith. Oh, I was talking about the what? younger one. What? He's 84? Talking about the younger guy. Boy, I thought 70 was bad. Well, yeah, my no, guy... he's 84 years old. Jonathan Goldsmith. Yeah, he's the guy with he's the most interesting man in the world yeah, guy. Yeah, 84 years old. You're casting an 84-year-old well, I mean, to play Silver Christopher Hair. Morales. Well, I mean, that's, you know, he's, he's an old soul, Morales. What can I tell you? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got no soul. All right. Because uh, <laughs> he's gutless. Because <laughs> he's gutless. All right. Uh, what are you guys getting into today? Uh, it's some um, stupidity. So, are you going to take more shots at uh, Mason and Ireland? Yeah, do it. Do it. I mean, maybe. Just you guys, you're, Sonata, you're the Dylan Brooks of ESPN LA. Shoot it, it away. Has, it has to be organic, though. I mean, Morales literally gave me a layup when he said it was amateur radio day. I mean, come yeah, on. Amateur radio. I, by the way, I pride myself on my amateurism. By I'm the never way, gonna go did pro. you talk about food today? We avoided the subject of food because Emily owns it. Oh, really? Lies. Emily owns Why does food. she get to own food? Lies. Because she decided that their show is all about food, and anybody else oh, who talks about food is stealing their bit, Stay even though we've been doing this since before Emily was born, and we always talked about food. Emily's wrong, but we're going to play by her rules. Okay. I mean- Everybody mm. at this station has done food. We used to literally do uh, a Foodie thing on, on the ESPN social channels mm -hmm. called Foodie Friday, Foodie where Friday. we go to different mm -hmm. places. I remember right that. Now, everybody better be careful because Emily and her sister will kick your freaking ass at the Mandy's. Yeah, I'll tell you, that I'll right tell you now. what. Emily's got like nine sisters, 14 roommates. <laughs> she goes everywhere every night. I mean, she's got more stories than anybody yeah, I know. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, she's good. Well, she should. She's young. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Go. Do it while you're young. All right. Uh, Supercross Talk is brought to you by Coors Light. Keeping Southern California chill all season long. And don't one, one sports question in? Yes. John, what the hell happened? They were completely desperate. Memphis. I can barely hear him. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Memphis yeah. was completely desperate, and the Lakers didn't match their desperation. Man. It was crazy watching yeah, that. Um, I think that... The Lakers played like a team that kind of got what they wanted in the first game, and the second game didn't mean as much to them as the Grizzlies. But I'm not worried, George. I, I, I think that they were down 20. They cut it to six with five minutes to go, and then yeah. and Memphis just just balled out after that. But I still I still like the Lakers in the series. How about you? I do, too. I, I still have not swayed from that. I still like the Warriors in this series, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that they can now, if if – Sacramento wins tonight. I think it's over. But oh no, no, for sure they got to win tonight. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, one piece of breaking news that we didn't get in: Max Scherzer suspended ten games oh, for wow, illegal for wow. on his oh, glove man. yesterday, which he claims was just sweat and rosin. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Plasky torched him in the. Yeah, I read that too. I Rightfully thought that was unfair. So. How do we know? By the way, before they were checking for illegal substances, and they they got serious about it like three, four years ago. Isn't it safe to assume that Max Scherzer has always been using illegal substances on his glove? He's like um, it's, a, it's a fair question. I don't know the answer, but it's a fair question. He's like the the old pitcher in Major League. Remember? Oh yeah, that that uh, was putting that Vaseline <laughs> yeah, on everything, right. and yeah, yeah that's goes, true. He goes, I got I got Vaseline here behind the ears. I got Crisco in my uh, in yep. my hips, and he goes, and if I'm if the umps are watching me closely, I'll put a little jalapeno in my nose. There you yeah, go. Harris. He goes, he goes, you're putting snot on the baseball. He goes, I ain't got a fastball like you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love how Max Scherzer though after the game is like, I told the umpire. I swear on the lives of my children, I'm not cheating. Like as if the umpire is going to go. Okay, wait a second. Hold on. Oh, wait. that's it. He's swearing his kids. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Yeah. All right, uh, guys, take it away. We're back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, uh, as always, it Friday. Uh, Mason Ireland of the books. Shadano and Cappy. Lots of stupidity on the way. Seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Bing, ba da 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 bing, So you're on the road again, huh, Road Warrior? I am. I'm in Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Minnesota. And how is it in Minneapolis? Rainy and cold. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's just like Lil Yachty sings. Cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. That's exactly <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Like what Lil Yachty says. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So cold and rainy. George, I'm telling you right now, like you said on your Instagram the other day when you shot a picture of your hike and you said Chamber of Commerce kind of day. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Thank God it's back. The sunshine, the blue skies, the warm temperatures. Thank God it's back. Like the rain is finally gone. Like, is it really, really gone? Is the cold really gone? Have we turned the corner? Are we into spring? Uh, I don't so know. Nice Why don't you ask Dallas Rains? Why are you asking me? I don't know. I figured you might know this kind of thing. I don't know. I thought maybe you read the Farmer's Almanac or something. <laughs> Farmer's Almanac. I thought you would know these things. You know, you're kind I, of a I, guy I, who knows a lot of stuff. I don't. You know what I do know? Tell me. Is that the Lakers blew it last night. Big time. Big time. And didn't just blow it. Yeah, they made a run. Yeah, they got it close. They got it to, you know, within six points with about five to go. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, from the very beginning of that game, they just got punched right in the face. And I guess in some ways, kind of literally, like Anthony Davis took that elbow off the face and he went to the ground like, oh, my God, I'll never be able to play again. Then he got up and he played, but he didn't really do much. Right. And it was, I kind of thought to myself, some guys get hit and bleed and they're like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. I'm coming out there now because I want some ass. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of felt like Anthony Davis, like, ow, my eye hurts. And this, I'm, I can't play like, my eye hurts. I mean, that was like the beginning of it, at least the way I thought. Yeah. Well, not everybody is the same, so there's that. But I'm not going to get into Anthony Davis and whether his eye hurt or not. I'm just going to tell you that I think the Lakers slept, walked through that game. I think that the other team, to Ireland's point, played really desperate. The other team also plays well without their star player. They have, I mean, they won, I want to say last year at one point, they were like 18-2. and There's a stat (laughs) that says in the last two years, without John Morant, Memphis is 26-8. and There you go. So did did the Lakers not know that last night? Like, hey, guys, look, bring it in. Um, so, look, I know they don't have Morant, and they don't have their other big guys, but the, the numbers say that without them, they actually win a lot of games. So everybody play like this is game seven and our lives are on the line. They didn't play like that. Right, because it's not game seven and their lives weren't on the line. You know, George, that's a solid point. That's a very solid point. I'll give you that. But right. don't you think they should have gone into this game? Oh, sure. They should have. Look, if you go in there, you win two there, series is over. They're not winning four out of the next five against you, and it's over. But, you know, I think what happens in a series, it's easy for us to say, okay? It's not as easy when you're on the other side of that and this barrage is hitting you because we always say, I mean, us and fans, we're really dopes, okay? Because it's very easy to say what we just said. But then when you're on the receiving end of the pelting, you realize, ooh, yeah, this one is actually, this is going to be more difficult than we thought. Um, Even though we knew it would be difficult going in, it's even more difficult. I just feel like last night, Memphis kind of took it to the Lakers to the point Mm -hmm. where now Memphis should be thinking to themselves, okay, so in game one, the Lakers won, but they had to have this massive performance from two guys that they're not really counting on to have those kinds of massive performances. Right. And then in game two, when the role players don't have big-time performances, that's when it's got to be LeBron and AD, 
and neither of those guys, and I'm not saying LeBron didn't put up points, but yeah. neither of those guys really played like... like It wasn't impact, impactful like it normally is. And, and I think the other part of this, though, is is that it's not just Anthony Davis getting elbowed in the eye, okay? It's that moment, remember when, uh, what, what is this guy's name? John, is it Korcher or Corker? Conchar. Okay, that. Um, I never heard of the guy. Do you know where this guy went to college from, from Memphis? John I don't, Con- Conchar? I do, I, <laughs> What's his name? John Conkshell? Conchar. Con- hey, George, nobody's ever heard of John Conchar before, okay? Um, I'm pretty sure he went to like a big, I, I don't remember exactly what okay. school, but it's like a big 10 school. Okay. All right. Sort of, kind of. You ready? It's a big 10 school's little cousin. This guy who's six foot five went up and just blocked Anthony Davis, all seven feet of him. And it was one of those plays where a six foot five guy from Purdue FW, do you know what FW stands for? Oh, Fort Wayne. Right, Fort Wayne. My man went to Purdue Fort Wayne. He's six foot five, and he went up and stuffed Anthony Davis. You talk about a poster. Just stuffed Anthony Davis. It was little moments like that, George, that said to me, Memphis is bringing the toughness, and instead of the Lakers kind of getting tough right back, I kind of felt like they just sort of took the punch rather than threw one back, metaphorically Um, speaking. Yeah, I mean, I, I sure, I, I'll, I'll buy that. But what I would just tell you is, is that they, in the immediacy of it, like you think you can withstand it, and then all of a sudden, as the barrage is coming to you, and John Conchar, uh, who's a guy they developed through the G League or whatever the hell, uh, becomes a guy that makes an impactful play, you're sitting there and you're going to yourself, oh, yeah, I get it. Um, we're in we're we're in a different kind of fight than we expected. Yeah, and so so now with an opportunity to go up 2-0, and I think everybody thought when Morant hurt himself and it didn't look like he was going to play, and then yesterday when he was officially ruled out, like okay, Lakers got this, no problem. And I feel like the Lakers kind of played like that, like. Pfft. What what are they? They're going to beat us without John Morant. They're going to beat us without these other big guys that are sitting on the bench. No, we got this. I mean, it just it just looked like the typical we show up, we win kind well, of. Well, it was. It felt it felt predictable. Like it's hard to win twice on the road. I don't care who you're playing. I mean, the Bucks destroyed the Heat without Giannis. I mean, they hit twenty five threes. That's how it works in the playoffs. You're well, not going to win two on the road very 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 likely unless you're the the. It's a huge mismatch. You're 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 a thousand percent right, but. I think that most of us looked at Memphis losing game one at home, having two big stars sitting on Wait, the bench. Wait, you, you thought you thought just because Ja was out, they were gonna they were that the Lakers were automatically gonna win that game? Well, automatically says like that is if Memphis isn't gonna come out and battle. You didn't think that the Lakers were gonna win yesterday? No, I did not. I didn't expect them to win two games in Memphis. I didn't care who was playing on the other side. Well, I think that um if you go back to Let's see, today is Thursday, and so the first game of the series was on Sunday. And mm-hmm. if you go back to Monday, most of us were talking like, hey, the Lakers beat Minnesota in the play-in. They won game one in Memphis. Jaws hurt. Man, these guys are cruising to the Western Conference Finals. Right, but that doesn't mean that they are going to win every game on their route there. No, but I just think that most of us felt like... Without Who's John most of us? Is it just you or other people that are actually involved in this equation? I recently took a survey, George, of 100 people. Yeah. 100 Laker fans were surveyed. Right. And 99% of them said, we think they're going to win game two because the other team doesn't have John Morant. Sounds that's like those... That's a fact sounds right like, there. Sounds like those flaw, those metrics are flawed, is what I would say. Well, I mean, maybe I didn't exactly walk around and you know really yeah. poll people. but Yeah, that, there's a pro, pro, probably a pretty good chance that wasn't the case. You don't think most people thought that the Lakers having We're going to win two on won. the road? No, well, I mean, no, no, I don't, not, I don't, not win I don't two, think... Not win yeah. two, win game two without Morant. No, I think that there are people that knew the stat that you put out there and said the Grizzlies are good without John Morant. Mm. Well, I would say this. Opportunity doesn't mean lost. it's not a doesn't mean it's not a missed opportunity. Now right. on that part, you're right. That's it. I mean, it, it was an opportunity lost. You've got a team at home that you've already beaten once, and they've lost their biggest star, and they got two other dudes that are on the bench. You're kind of figuring that the that the Lakers could take them. And but but you see, the other thing is, it's not just losing the game; it's knowing now 
if you didn't know in advance, that Memphis doesn't respect you. Memphis isn't backing down to you. Memphis, in particular, Wait, but Dylan that, Brooks. But you needed you needed that to know, like that game to know that. I just think that everybody needs. I mean, to have know you watched them at all yeah, this year? Yeah, no, George. Listen, don't Dave McMiniman me, okay? I'm Sit just down, saying. Okay? Are you watching them? All I'm saying to you is, is have you Dylan heard of Brooks? them? Dylan I mean, Brooks did you see said what happened? Hey. Did you see what happened with your boy Shannon Sharp and that you know and that sweater you like I, so much? I do like that sweater very much, but Dylan Brooks takes on what Mario Chalmers said a couple weeks ago. That nobody's afraid of LeBron anymore. That's the example. All right, we'll get into Dylan Brooks, and I want to get into D'Angelo Russell on the other side. I mean, Bigger Luther is actually the better Luther as far as the songs are concerned. Facts. You know, so may he rest in peace. R.I.P. So, huh. you getting ready for this uh, Philly Brooklyn game? You going to be watching this while we're on the air this afternoon? Yeah, I have to put it on the computer because there's no TV in this room that I'm using here in Minneapolis, but uh, I will post it up on uh, on the NBA app, uh, the will, NBA website or whatever. I will say this, uh, Philly and Brooklyn coming up here in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, Kings and Warriors tonight at 7 when we get off the air, which is the game that I'm most interested in tonight. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I become that much more interested at 7.30 between the Suns and the Clippers, and I think by now everybody probably knows what's going on with the Clippers, but man. What a night. I mean, if you got nothing cooking tonight and you're like, what am I going to do tonight? Dude, sit at home and watch all these games. There's a lot of good stuff on tonight. There is a lot of good stuff tonight. Um, the I guess people are having... Why do they those two games together like at the same time? Why would they do that? Um, I think it's just because they're trying... Okay, so the idea is that they're trying to start the finals by... What's the... By June 1st, mm-hmm. which means that... It, the finals will start before most kids are out of school, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that was what they've noticed is over the years, they've seen that as soon as school's out, people hit on hit the road and go on vacation. Mm-hmm. So at least that may keep some people, like if you're a hardcore NBA fan or your kids are a hardcore NBA fan, you know, they already will have watched a little bit of the series and they will be, you know, you'll, you'll kind of watch it, right? Wherever you are, whether you're on vacation, you're at home, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But to your point, Lindsay, if they don't play some of these games on the same nights, then they are going to find themselves having a three-week first round, and that puts a lot of things, everything gets behind then at that point. How's that for an answer from an insider? Well, that's a great answer. I just feel like, you know, of all the games to have on at the same exact time, that's not those two. Well, I, I also think it just it's the randomness of they they have two West Coast games uh, in this window, and like yesterday they had two East Coast games in the early window. They had Lakers, uh, Memphis, and Bucks Heat. So I mean, it's just the unfortunate part of what they find. You know, like they can't, you know. It, if they, if there were other teams in other time zones that that could help, you know what I mean? Like they could stagger it a little more. They would. That's just the unfortunate nature of the way the the cities stacked up too. I know. I like these you games. You almost like just Warriors said the unfortunate good. moment. Yeah, I was thinking yeah, the same thing. Close. close. <laughs> what an unfortunate moment we have found ourselves in. Right, with the Lakers having a chance to go up two games to none and now splitting one one. Which, by the way, George, as we get back to it, look, it's it's a win. When you go to um, when you're on the road and the other team has theoretical home court advantage and you leave one one, that feels pretty good, you know. But what doesn't feel good is, gosh, man, they're missing a lot of guys and they miss their top player and we already beaten them once at home and I really think we can win this game too and really take a commanding lead. And that was just again opportunity lost yesterday in Memphis. I feel like you stressed that. I wanted to stress that by slowing it down. Did you notice that? It was kind of dramatic, I, wasn't it? Yeah, you, it was very dramatic. You Thank just kind of like, you, you turned it down. It was like, uh, you went into slow-mo a little there. Right, that's right. Um, this Dylan Brooks thing is also kind of stupid, if you think about it. How so? Because <laughs> LeBron is actually playing really well against him. Like, he's shooting like 50% against him. Right, but who cares? Meaning, what do you mean? Meaning, here's what I mean. If I'm Dylan Brooks... This is my moment. You know, oh, I, I, I get what. Yes, I get that. I mean, that's obvious. But what I'm saying is anyone thinking that Dylan Brooks is actually affecting LeBron is a moron. Well, maybe. But when you say affecting him, you're saying that LeBron is shooting 50 percent against Dylan Brooks. Is Dylan Brooks not affecting LeBron by 
getting into his face by by throwing no. a forearm at him La- by no. having La- LeBron talk La- when they're down fourteen points. I mean, is that La- Lance Stevenson literally put his fingers in LeBron's mouth? Like, didn't he like, blow in his s- ear also? Well, that's the least of it. Like, I'm he literally put his hand in his mouth. Like, yeah. like no, there's nothing Dylan Brooks can do that that Lance Stevenson didn't do ten years ago. Like, Man. Dylan Brooks is a bad remake of Lance Stevenson. He's just chirpier. Well, listen, um, I like guys like Draymond Green, so I like guys like Dylan Brooks. No, nah, I don't and- like guys like Dylan Brooks because when you when you push a cameraman down, oh, well, I was yeah, I, I was in, I I was in on Dylan Brooks until that moment a few weeks ago. Okay, well we're, that we're, aside, I mean, seeing a guy like Dylan Brooks get into LeBron, uh, here's now what I hope for. This is why I love it so much because now he said he wanted LeBron before the playoffs started. And Lindsay, remember what you said? You, you remember? I said what? it's stupid. Right? Why would it's you stupid. poke at LeBron? Then Dylan Brooks last night, the post game. George, did you see what Dylan Brooks was wearing in the locker room after the game last night? I mean, you're asking me if I watched the post game. I mean, come on, how dope was that suit? No, it was not. It looked ridiculous. No, 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 George. If you and I had the body to wear the clothes that a guy like Dylan Brooks is wearing or a guy like you know, I mean, Russell it, it Westbrook looked, wears. It, it looked great if he was going to Coachella. Okay, look. <laughs> I'm thinking about mm-hmm. taking a page out of like Russell Westbrook or Dylan Brooks for the Mandy's pre-show. That's what I'm so, thinking about. So it, it's Please funny. Remember, remember I, I, I mentioned to you yesterday I had an idea for you to yeah. top Mason? Yeah. And it was actually going to be that. It was, I wanted you to dress like Russ or Dylan or one of these guys that dresses really outlandish when they're walking into the arena. Well, I want to do it because let me tell you something. If I'm Dylan Brooks. Right, but that would be kind of late because here's the. Yeah, too late. Yeah, you'd have to do it before. And like, I think what you need to do is every time you come into the studio, you have to pull that off and we have to videotape it. And that way you have a series of these out- outfits and wardrobe changes. And that way people can vote for you in this scenario. It's not a bad idea, but I'll tell you, man, Let's I do love it Monday. this. I love this Monday idea. Of Tuesday. A, yeah, but a suit without a shirt, a shirtless suit. I love that. Dylan Brooks is wearing this jacket. No shirt. He's got on this giant gold chain with the letters DB. And I swear to you, it looks like it's 35 pounds of gold around his neck. He's got on this crazy white sunglasses. And the one thing he says after the game is, LeBron James is old. Okay? I'm not backing down to his old ass. I don't care how many points he's scored. I don't care how many championships he's won. I don't care how many finals he's played in. I'm not backing down to LeBron James because he's old. So now, okay. so now, here's what I'm so hoping now, for. What are you hoping for? I want to see LeBron come out and do what we all think LeBron should do when somebody disrespects him like that. Put some respect on my name. And what would that entail? Put 40 on him. No, that's stupid. He don't respect nobody unless they drop 40 on him. It doesn't matter, okay? It's he doesn't classless. Need to, he doesn't need to do that. You know what LeBron needs to do is win games. And you know how LeBron wins games? If he gets you between 25 and 30 points and gets nearly a triple-double. That's how LeBron wins. That's how LeBron has always played. And LeBron should not try to cater to his ego or whatever Dylan... Now, I get what Dylan Brooks is trying to do. It's legitimately a trap. There's no doubt. But... It's a bear trap in this case, since he's trying to poke the bear. But I, I think it would be foolish for LeBron to try to do that because I think, and you actually would go against everything you've said, which is you don't like when he's the leading scorer. That's true. That's true. But there will come a time in this series, in all likelihood, where LeBron has to go LeBron. And in that instance, I want to see LeBron put up 40 and shut Dylan Brooks up. That's all. I want to see him shut him up. Shut you know, your mouth. He scored more points against him than anyone else on on the Grizzlies so far this year. Well, in the playoffs. all these analytics and all these stats are great. But Dylan Brooks was there throwing a forearm at LeBron, all up in his grill, hitting threes, and you know, and his and he has taken back the series. I feel like Memphis has taken back the series. Now, the Lakers got to win at least obviously one of these games, but it would be great to see him win both of these games at home. 
They still lost Monday. the game. At, they still lost the game on their home court, though. So technically, the the Lakers are still the ones in favor, right? No, now let I'm me ask you a question. The, the emotion of it is what I'm. Have you about. have you ever heard uh, of my, my guy Justin Tinsley, who's on Around the Horn with me, and he's uh, one of the lead writers for Anscape, where Mark Spears writes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a uh, a theory on playoff games, the two one one theory. He calls it, which means your best player needs to win you two games, your second best player needs to win you one game, and then you get a role-player game. And that's your four games. Okay, Lakers so, had a role-player game already. Right, in Rui or Austin, right? Mm-hmm, right. And what, you're, what, you, what you need is you need a LeBron, you need LeBron and AD to come up with the other three. Right, you need AD to have two monster games. Yeah. And you need LeBron to have one monster game. And that's if if you subscribe to that theory that you're just talking about two one one, I'd say AD has to have two big ones. LeBron has to have one big one, and you've Correct. already gotten the role players. Correct. Exciting, man. But I'll tell you right now, if I'm Memphis, I'm feeling real good about myself. Real good. Not only did we win that game with all these guys out, but dude, we took it to those guys. And I but I, Dil- but he he doesn't need to fall for the Dylan Brooks thing. He don't need to fall for it, huh? No. I'd still like to see LeBron score 40 and just shut him up. He only has to do it in one game, you know. I mean, you literally are saying the thing, the opposite of the thing you've been saying the entire year now. Well, yeah, but that's only because I didn't have Dylan Brooks pushing LeBron all around. Now I want to see but what LeBron's going to do. But that's all it takes? That's, that's it. all it t- takes right. is diet, diet Draymond to do that to you? Diet Draymond is what you're calling him, huh? Draymond Light? I mean... Yeah, he's. We've talked about this. He's not. It, Draymond, at least historically, has backed this thing up. Like, well, he's won. He's won rings. That's why nobody right? cares. But that. But you see, this is what I'm trying to say to you, though. Dylan Brooks is using the moment, the platform, to say this isn't Kevin Durant, this isn't Kawhi Leonard, this isn't some other name brand guy. This is the number one star of the league. I'm gonna be all over him. I'm gonna talk all about him. And I'm going to make a name for myself in this series. And it doesn't work if Memphis loses. But if they win, I mean, I understand exactly what he's trying to do, don't you? I I, I agree. Uh, I'm going to have Laura call my guy Justin Tinsley. I want him to go over this theory with us here. I gotcha. I'm going to send you his number. I just text him now. I said, I need to, you to come on to discuss the 2 one Okay, what's he going to say about that? Maybe you should just he- FaceTime him. I mean, I could do that, too. I mean, that's, that's kind true. of the new thing around here, you know? Yeah, or I can FaceTime you. That is the new deal. That's when we want guests. We just FaceTime people, and then we don't have to wait. You know? Uh, that's By true. the way, we're going to have Perk on at five. That's true. Big Perk. Yeah. Yeah. Did he just pour honey all over the, ste- the yes. set this, this yes. afternoon? What he did was, what <laughs> yep. he did was he said this. This is what Perk said. Dylan Brooks didn't poke the bear, LeBron James. He poured honey all over himself, which means the bear is coming for him. Let's see what Perk thinks about this, by the way. I think before this series is over, LeBron is going to drop 40. All right. Justin said he's pulling over real quick. So I'm in it. You want me? Let's just FaceTime him on the other side. Or you want to just call him? <laughs> yeah, we'll just call just right. him. <laughs> let's go to break. Let's do Tequila Mandala after Justin. Um, let's do that. Or we'll do Tequila Mandala. Let's take a quick break so we can get to Justin quickly because the man's pulling over. We'll do that next. We're back in 90 seconds. Do you guys know the chorus? I don't know the chorus. I do, sadly. Go ahead, it's Laura. Like, sing it. Ooh. Oh, no, no. no. There's nothing my love can't do for you, baby. I know it. <laughs> She's bold. I won't sing. People will leave. I mean, I'm a terrible singer, but I just, you know, I know it. Good jam. All right. So Justin Tinsley of Anscape ESPN. You see him on Around the Horn with me. He's got the 2-1-1 theory. Uh, Justin Tinsley has pulled over somewhere in the uh, D.C. metro area to do this uh, and have this conversation yeah. for four minutes with us. Justin, lay it on people. The 2-1-1 and why it's effective and how your research came to the 2-1-1. Go. Dodano, you know I love you, brother, so I'm going I'm to jump right into it. So uh, one of my best friends, Kenny Masenda, and uh, we came up with this theory probably about 10 or 11 postseasons ago that came up with, like, how do NBA series break themselves down? And we came up with the logic that with you got to have four you got to have four wins to advance to the next to the, to the to the next round of the postseason. So out of those four wins, 
two of those come from your best player. One comes from your second best player, and one comes from a quote-unquote role-player game. So that's how it, – it, it's not a 100% exact theory, but much like Sex Panther in uh, Anchorman, the original Anchorman, 60% of the time, it works every time. And I guarantee you <laughs> it's way more than 60%. Great reference. Okay. Excellent, excellent reference. Uh, Justin, first let me start off by – Wishing you a mazel tov. I noticed that you still have your blue check mark uh, on Twitter, so congratulations on that. How's that feel? <laughs> I have no clue what's going on. I, I feel, please take my blue check away from me. I don't even want it at this point. It, yeah. it, it, it feels like a, it doesn't feel good to have it. Yeah, I feel like I don't want mine either because, A, people think I'm going to pay for it, and, B, if I say something really stupid on Twitter, I can always get away with it wasn't really me. Because I don't have a blue check mark, so you don't know if that's me or that's not me. So, exactly. Right. You are spot on, my friend. All right, so, dude, here's the thing. This 2-1-1 theory that Sedano just introduced us to, the Lakers have gotten their one win from role players game yeah. one, right? You had Rui and you had Austin Reeves. They've got to have two monster games from Anthony Davis, based on the theory. And in one of these games, LeBron's got to put up 40 on Dylan Brooks. That's the way the Lakers win, based on your theory. Yeah, based on the theory, that's what it is. And I always tell people, whoever you believe is the best player on the team, that's who has to get the two. And, and, and in many case, in many cases for, like, Lakers fans, yes, that is Anthony Davis. Like, LeBron had 28-12 and 12 last night, and they kind of ruined that game. So you got to get at least one more from LeBron and get two more from AD. That's, that's how this metric lines up. And I don't make it up. I'm just telling you what my research has shown from the past decade plus. And so it it can't just be Anthony Davis going four for 14 from the field in, in game two. But I, I, I don't really bank too much on that game. But they definitely need two games from Anthony Davis. All right, so do they win this series still, do you think? Because uh, my guy Cap here pointed out earlier that in the last two seasons, the Grizz are 26-8 and eight without Josh. So what happens in your estimation before we let you go? And thank you again for taking the time. Uh, no, appreciate y'all for having me on. I do think this still works out in the Lakers' favor because the one thing they have in their favor is the one thing that they really haven't had in their favor all season, and that's health. Now, granted, yes, I know that the Grizz have had an impressive record without John Morant uh, the past two seasons, but it's the it's the postseason, bro. It's the postseason. And when you have a relatively healthy Anthony Davis and LeBron James compared to uh, John Morant, who, who isn't on the, the, the floor at that point in time, you have to take the Lakers. And until further notice, I am going to take the Lakers, but they better win game three. If, if they want to continue that momentum. And Anthony Davis or LeBron needs to have a big game for the 2-1-1 theory to continue. Justin Tinsley of Anscape.com. Check out his work there. And, of course, on ESPN, on the family of networks, including with me very regularly on Around the Horn. He was on there today. Uh, did not win today, right? Israel Gutierrez took you out. Is that what happened? Yeah, he took me out in the final round, man. He took me out. Okay. Hey, Justin, before you go, let go, be free, do you, have fun, and spread that Peloton way of life and that love, my brother, because I haven't seen you on the Peloton lately. Oh, well, wait a minute. Just because I lost a blue check don't mean I'm not on the Peloton, all right? Mm. All right, because I've been looking for you, dog. <laughs> Club Bangers, right? I've been looking for you, my big all right. dog. All right, JT, thank Come you, buddy. On, man. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm looking for you, man. That's it. <laughs> all right, Justin, thank you, buddy. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. I drive safe. There he is, Justin Tinsley. So there's the two one one theory. I like that theory. I like that theory very much. And if and if that theory is true, like mm-hmm. I said, we've already had the role player win. You got to have two big ones from Anthony Davis. I mean, I do think. I mean, unless you think that you got to have two big ones from LeBron. No, I think you should have two big ones from Anthony Davis. Um, I mean, if you end up having two with LeBron, like that's fine too, as long as you win the series. Right. I mean, I think that some people would believe, like I believe Anthony Davis needs to be the best player. So if that's the case, then you need two big games from him. But he wasn't the best player last night. And I, oh, I, it wasn't even close. No, and I know you know. Listen, I talked about this. And a by the bit way, earlier. neither and D'Angelo Russell was not the third best player, uh, like he's supposed to be either. George, let's just let's take a quick time out here and talk about D'Angelo Russell. What what has happened? Call oh, it the I, last. I can tell you. I okay, can tell you what's he's, happened. He's just gone 
ice, ice cold. No, you know what's happened is that, well, I mean, he's he's still dealing with this foot thing. Remember that f- uh, fungus thing that I was telling you that's like super Ew. bad or whatever? Yeah. Really? Like what? You mean like on his big toenails or something? It's infected or something. He has an infection on the bottom of his feet. Ugh, we had like this I conversation think, before. I, like I think my feet are gross, but I don't have any like diagnosed fungus. Right, and it was not treated properly prior to his arrival, um, and it's, you know, they're getting it right. So he's probably still dealing with some of that, which means every time he puts his foot on the ground, it probably hurts. But on top of that, what I would say is if you look at uh, D'Angelo Russell, very small sample size in the playoffs, you know, it's hit or miss. Um, And I also think that he's a very good player, not a great player. So I think that uh, certain times of the year, you're going, when everybody's playing hard, this time of year, I, I, I don't think he stands out as much, is what I would say. Well, I mean, he kind of stood out last night, and he played 30 minutes. But in a bad way. That's my point. He went 2 yeah. for 11 from the field. And I feel like, you know, I, I want to say it was the game against Minnesota where he kept shooting, and he was kind of cold, but, you know, he's a shooter, so he kept on firing away, and then he would knock some down, and you're like, okay, well, look, I got to give it to him. He, he, he has the license to get out there and shoot. But he's gone really, really cold in these last couple of games. And I, I don't know what you do if you're Darvin. Do you say, hey, he's a shooter. That's why we brought him here. we got to keep it going. Or do at some point do you think about what adjustment can I make? You start, start shooter. That's exactly what I was wondering. Is, is Could you say, let's pull D'Angelo out. Let's start somebody else at the point. Let's give him a chance to kind of watch it, see it. And come off the bench if, if, and make if they big lose shots. again. If they lose again, you start to yes, you start to if they lose like game three specifically, then you start to ponder that stuff. Um yeah, I don't think there's any question. Um Andy Lopez tweets us and says, At Scott Kaplan, I hear you, man. At Sedano, you just said the Lakers blew it, but then said that you didn't think they were gonna win game two. Which one is it? To which I would say to uh and I've already tweeted to said Andy Lopez, two things can be true at once. I don't know if you've heard that before. I've Scott. definitely <laughs> heard that phrase once or twice. And I, the, here's the analogy. Uh, they blew it, but I didn't expect them to win. And I said to him, you, as an Andy, could let someone take a slot machine in Vegas you wanted to play. And then, because you were polite, they won the jackpot. So you blew it despite not expecting to win. Well, that's a, uh, it's a very deep you know, uh, comparison right there. I mean, uh, it, that, it, it, has that not ever happened to you? Where I've been sitting at a slot machine, and I get up and then no, I... No, no, like you were oh. going to sit at a slot machine and then someone gets there at the same time. I've actually seen this happen. Where That happened to me once. And, and yeah. the person next to me that won it, it was the Snoop Dogg slot machine in Cleveland, and right. they won like 17 grand. Right, and they win a big jackpot and you didn't, yep. and it was the slot machine you wanted to sit at. Yep. So, it, it ha- yeah, it, you didn't expect to win, but you blew it because you didn't sit there first. I'm going to just tell you guys right now, I'm watching this Philadelphia-Brooklyn game, and it's getting physical already. I yeah. mean, Embiid was on the ground earlier and kicked somebody in the groin, and yeah. um, and they're pushing and shoving. This Yeah, that's playoff basketball. Yeah. It's playoff basketball, buddy. I don't know if, you know, you're not very familiar with this because you haven't really been in, you know, in this thing the way you're going to be in it this well, year. You, you are in it. Me, I'm on the outside looking at no, it. No, no, no. You're in it now. And now I'm in? I'm all whether up you, in it. Whether, whether you like it or not, you're all up in it. You got honey lathered all over you, just yeah, like right. Kendrick just like Kendrick Perkins, who's going to join us next.